Welcome to the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. I'm Tom from Volume 1, which presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, with support from our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory and All Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Here's your host, Lisa Wells. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, loneliness and social isolation in older adults are serious public health risks affecting a significant number of people in the United States and putting them at risk for dementia and other serious medical conditions. More than one-third of adults aged 45 and older feel lonely, and nearly one-fourth of adults aged 65 and older are considered to be socially isolated. Loneliness and social isolation can also cause health consequences. So here to talk about this topic today is Moira Kinnear, who is a retired chaplain, author, speaker, caregiver, and so much more. And so thank you so much for joining me today, Moira. It's my pleasure. You know, I think that we all feel lonely or socially isolated at one time or another in our life. Um, but this past, past year with the pandemic has been really put it over the top. You know, we're, we're human beings. We're social creatures. Staying connected helps us survive and thrive. Um, so let's talk about, first of all, what's, you know, we hear isolation, social isolation, loneliness. What's the difference? Is there a difference? There is. There is. There is a difference. Um, people equate, often equate being alone with being lonely. And it's it's a kind of an interesting phenomenon in our culture mm-hmm. because many of the people, you know, I'm, let's say, over 60, like way over 60. <laughs> but many of the people my age, when we were growing up, never really had an opportunity to live alone. Mm-hmm. You lived at home. Uh, and if you went to college, if you were lucky enough to do that, you lived in a dorm or you lived with roommates. And then found a spouse or a significant other or you had another roommate mm-hmm. and then if you married then you you were never alone mm-hmm. you were never alone so this whole thing that was looming in all of our lives was someday i will be all alone mm-hmm. and it was a terrible thing mm-hmm. it was seen as a terrible thing and in in actuality being alone is not a terrible thing because sooner or later, you have to live with yourself. Mm-hmm. I used to uh, talk to, I did a lot of youth ministry, things like that. And and uh, I've asked the kids, I said, have you ever been lonely in a crowd? Mm-hmm. You're in a crowd like at school and everything, and you just don't feel like you fit in. And so you feel very alone, even though you're surrounded by people. That's a perception. That's your what's inside of your head. Mm-hmm. So I would ask them, who do you talk to inside of your head? Mm-hmm. Who do you talk to? And they would go, what are you talking about? How do you know I talk inside my head? Uh-huh. It's like, well, we all do. So who do you talk to inside of your head? Uh, Cher had a uh, really fantastic hit a number of years ago, and uh, it was uh, sooner or later we all sleep alone. That's what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. She was talking about, Knowing yourself and living with yourself and being comfortable with that. Um, even Michael Jackson years ago had that uh, song, The Man in the Mirror. Who's mm-hmm. the man in the mirror? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so who are you inside of your head? How do you perceive yourself and how do you talk to yourself? Uh, any of the, even the, the language that we use uh, sets us up. Yes, poor Lisa. She's all alone mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. 
in that that isolates her from the group. Where in reality, I know a lot of people who live alone and they love it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They're happy uh, in their... We all have different um, personalities. It is. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's all in perceptions and how you feel about yourself. There are many people who live with someone else and they are lonely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not alone. That's a physical perception. They're lonely. But what, what does that mean? Uh, a lot of the time... Uh, the popular thinking is, well, if I keep really busy, I won't be lonely. So you have the people who um, do everything in the church and the civic organizations and whatever, and they're doing that so that they won't be lonely. Or if I have enough people around me, I won't be lonely. Or sometimes people think there must be something wrong with me because I feel lonely mm-hmm. in a crowd. Um well, I know, I know for myself, I, I certainly have felt that way. Have you really? I have. And, I, you know, I can't think of the certain circumstance, but I know that there's been times in life where I've been around people or where, I, I, where I've just felt really kind of lonesome. And you talk about who's talking to you inside your head, and it's me telling myself probably some negative self-talk um, a lot of times. A lot of times. That's what it is. It's negative self-talk. Uh, so when you start reflecting on who who is it that you talk to inside of your head and how do you talk to that that entity? Mm-hmm. You know, some people say, "Well, I talk to God inside my head or my higher being or whatever." That's great. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you talk and how do you how do you perceive yourself? How do you see yourself? Um, do you see yourself as an object of of compassion or pity or you know mm-hmm. outside the group and a lot of people, I think all of us, like you said, feel lonely at different points in mm-hmm. our lives because that's mm-hmm. just that's because we're human beings. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to take a quick break, and um, we'll be right back. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute, but first I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory. We're excited to have their support for the podcast because just like us, they're locally owned and operated. If you or someone you care about needs medical equipment or supplies, wheelchairs, walkers, hospital beds, portable oxygen concentrators, even CPAPs and BiPAPs. Grace Home Respiratory is right there to help. They're committed to helping you live a life of independence. They realize that shopping for the specialty medical products you need can be a challenge, which is why being locally owned and operated is key. They do everything in-house from their location right in Altoona. So if you have a question about billing or anything else, you know you'll be talking to someone from just down the road. Find out more about Grace Home Respiratory online at ghr-ec.com, or you can call them toll-free at 877-230-1622. Now, back to the podcast. Well, something that I learned this past year, I've I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, I've been doing a lot of reading, uh, but there's one thing I learned, there's an acronym that I learned, and it's, it's HALT BS. I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but... You know, whenever I'm feeling lonely or aggravated or whatever feeling, it seems like there's always something behind it. You know, am sure. I? And so the halt BS is, am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I agitated? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Am I bored or am I stressed? And so if I can name that feeling, it helps me to 
process better or to, to maybe deal with it better. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think most of us need to learn ways to cope with it. And mm-hmm. in your statistics in your opening comments, you were talking about the percentage of people who feel alone or feel isolated or who feel lonely. And for all of those people out there, if you're listening, stop and reflect on what are you feeling? What mm-hmm. are you really feeling? What's that feeling that's underlying there? Um, a lot of us, when life changes for us, we mm-hmm. it, it have a, a sense of loneliness mm-hmm. because it's like, whoa, wait, this wasn't supposed to happen. COVID just blew us mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and for aside from COVID, there are trigger events in our lives that can cause feelings of loneliness. Um I know for many people, when they retire, uh, they feel, all of a sudden, you know, I mean, they're two or three months into their retirement and they feel so lonely, even if they have a spouse mm-hmm. or someone that they're living with because they've lost their place in time and space. Mm-hmm. They're kind of free-floating. You're, you aren't Bill the accountant or right. Susie the nurse anymore. You're... Well, it's kind of your purpose. It is. You it know? is. Mm-hmm. And especially if you've defined yourself that way. Mm-hmm. If if you describe yourself that way, if that's the title you've given yourself. Um, or they don't feel useful anymore. And in mm-hmm. that uh, feeling of uselessness, there's a feeling of loneliness and mm-hmm. isolation. You can do it to yourself really easy. For some of us, it's when our children grow up and leave. Mm-hmm. Like, Wait. Mm-hmm. I've lost my place again. Yeah. I'm not a parent anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not a caregiver. I'm not a caretaker. Or the, the, when they, your family with children, uh, your grandchildren, they move away to the other side of the country. How can you do that? You left me all alone, mm-hmm. and now I feel lonely. Many, many people who go through divorce or ending of relationships have lonely feelings of loneliness, right. and yep. Yeah. And that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a terrible thing as long as you don't let it consume you. And as long as you uh, do some introspection and begin to understand why why am I feeling this way using your formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a Peanuts cartoon um, that I really like. That they're some of my favorites. And if you remember the Peanuts cartoon, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Brown and uh, Charles Schultz was the uh, cartoonist. Uh, Linus is the little guy that always carried the blanket with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, his nemesis is Sally. She's such a kind of outspoken, harsh little thing. Anyway, um, uh, in, in one of the cartoons, Linus said, I start feeling lonely when I get scared. Mm. And Sally said, well, I thought holding that dumb blanket was supposed to make you feel secure. And Linus looks at her, and he's got the blanket, and he said, I think the warranty has run out. Oh. <laughs> because there are mm-hmm. things that make us feel secure, mm-hmm. and sometimes they quit working. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, And then you have to kind of go inside, go a little deeper. If you have to relocate, move to a different neighborhood, move to a different city, mm-hmm. whoa, feelings of loneliness. Right, because right. Because you are all alone, uh, away from everybody. Mm-hmm. Another thing that really... Uh, became very personal for me. Another situation was um, uh, my husband went in the hospital in December to have bypass surgery, which was bad enough, but he suffered a stroke immediately after that. Mm -hmm. They didn't think he was going to make it. He was in the hospital for four months. Mm. 
four mm-hmm. months, mm-hmm. you know. And then when he came home, you know, we, I was just joyful that, you know, he was doing well and he came home. But he has some disabilities now. Mm-hmm. And that caused us in some cases to be excluded yeah. from some of the life that we had sure. before. Mm-hmm. And I felt very, very lonely mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. And he and I talked about it, and he said, well, I'm not lonely. I've got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. But being a caregiver, again, you know, I thought, wow, this is different. This isn't what I'm used to. Uh, this is, I feel kind of, um, I feel lonely every mm-hmm. once in a while. So I had to stop and reflect on that and say, what is it? Um, uh, for a lot of people, when COVID happened, Lisa, stop me if I talk too much. Okay? No, this is good. It's <laughs> good. When COVID happened, if they were very involved with a church or a spiritual group, that particular avenue was closed mm-hmm. because the churches didn't do in-person services anymore and mm-hmm. the, the, the support groups didn't meet in person anymore. And we all fumbled around trying to figure out how to do Zoom or mm-hmm. whatever it mm-hmm. was um, to get back in touch. And so they... Many people experienced um, just like a, a, a severance of their spiritual lifeline, mm-hmm. you know, what fed them spiritually. And that caused a great deal of loneliness and mm-hmm. anxiety and fear uh, for a lot of people. And, you know, I'm, it, it'll be interesting uh, to see, you know, as the world opens up a little bit mm-hmm. day by day, what happens and how did people find ways to feed themselves spiritually? How did they adapt to that? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, are they going to show up in person again, mm-hmm. you know, at the groups and the churches? And right. Whatever. That's something that's really changed a lot of things is how, how we do things again. You know, going back to normal, I'm not sure that's anything that will really happen. Because, I don't think so either. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, I agree with you. It'll just be, it'll be different. New, a new way, a new way of doing things. Your whole uh, uh, mission and ministry of uh, the ADRC, you know, has had to make huge mm-hmm. changes and adaptations because here we are sitting in this little sound booth mm-hmm. uh, doing something that none of us ever even imagined mm-hmm. ourselves doing mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty fascinating, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the ultimate uh, trigger for uh, many people um, for loneliness is the death of mm-hmm. a loved one, whether mm-hmm. it's your spouse or life partner or dearest friend or whatever it is, because uh, death death has its own issues, mm-hmm. um, and grieving and grief are all involved in that, and, and uh, how we process grief and and how we deal with that sense of loneliness. Or is it being alone? Mm-hmm. It, uh, and, you know, reflecting on it and trying to define it for ourselves. That's mm-hmm. really a kind of an interesting um, whole topic when you start talking about it and looking at it. Well, we probably could be here for a whole day talking about about this topic. But one thing I think it's important to understand is that feeling lonely, loneliness is a, is a feeling. And from just the things that I've learned over the years, getting older, you know, seeing counselors, you know, that naming how we feel is so important because that can help us to, um, when those times come, what can I do about it? Exactly. You know, because I don't want to sit there because, you know, I think it's okay not to be okay. 
Um, I think it's okay that we feel lonely. Yep. You're laughing. I'm laughing because some people, me included, my cure for loneliness is ice cream. Oh, I'm I'm there. <laughs> yes. Yes. For other people, it may be things that are not, you know, quite as healthy, if, that, mm-hmm. if you can call it healthy, but that are that are less beneficial to, right. to ourselves and our lives. Uh, yeah. So. So, you know, when those times come, um, oh, inst- I, again, I don't want to sit there. I don't want to stay there. I can feel it. I can feel this way. But then I need to move on. And so what are some things that people can do or ways to self-soothe? Or, you know, you mentioned the ice cream. Um, but are there other ways or uh, what what can we do? There there are a lot of healthier ways, although there's nothing wrong with ice cream. Um, the first one is so, it's so obvious that, you know, people go, I don't believe it. It's breathing. Mm. Okay. You know, practice your breathing exercises, conscious breathing exercises. Take a deep breath in and exhale and relax your body. When you do deep breathing exercises, and you don't have to be crazy about it or, you know, mm-hmm. a fanatic, you, immediately you experience benefits from it because mm-hmm. it lowers your blood pressure when you do that, which mm-hmm. makes you feel a little bit better. It calms your racing heart if you're starting to panic a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it gives oxygen to your brain, so you can actually mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Well, I know for myself, when I was going through these past few months with my husband, they didn't think he was going to live, and then they did. And, oh, my gosh, was he going to you know, be able to function? And, and I would find myself hardly breathing at all. Mm-hmm. That shallow breathing is, is, is really bad for you. Mm-hmm. And I would go step out into the hallway and take some deep breaths and take my own advice and, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of calm myself down and um, breathe in good thoughts and breathe out bad thoughts. Right. <laughs> Just do right. those deep mm-hmm. breathing exercises and go back in and, and then I could be more present where I was. Um, exercise. Please, please, please. If you can't do anything, get up and walk around the room. Mm-hmm. Move your body. Mm-hmm. Move your body. And, and as you move your body, you know, when you exercise the – the big plus and the gift of exercise is those really wonderful endorphins that make you feel better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you exercise with a group, uh, if you haven't tried yoga, don't laugh and don't worry about what you work look like mm-hmm. in yoga pants. Okay, <laughs> just get get out there and you know, or do it online or something. But just try yoga or or some kind of um, focused meditation exercise. Uh, in a group, if you can, if you can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but do it and do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you have a hobby that you used to really enjoy really a lot and you have let it go, mm-hmm. you know, go pick up that cross stitch. Go pick up your sketch pad. Mm-hmm. Um, get the paints back out again. Uh, do some crafting kinds of things. Um do those things that used to give you joy and pleasure, and who cares if they're good or bad or right, whatever. Right, they're, That's mm-hmm. not the point. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for yourself. Um, if you used to play the piano, get your piano book out and find a keyboard somewhere and, and start doing scales again. Mm-hmm. Take a walk. Take a walk and be aware of what's 
out there. Being mindful. Yeah. Now Using know, your five senses. Exactly. And I know you bike, mm-hmm. right? And so what do you do when you're biking? So that's one thing. I love to bike. And so what I do is is we live close to the country. So I have a road bike and we go out in the country. I go out in the country. And when I think about the five senses and being mindful, as I'm riding, I'm listening to my breath. I can hear my breath. I'm listening to the sound of my um, wheels hitting the gravel, that sound of that crunch. Mm -hmm. Yep. I can hear um, the cows out in the distance. Um, you know, I, I can I can hear all these different beautiful sounds, and then I then I take in the sights, the beauty of the countryside, the the beauty of the farmlands, and I I pass by this one farm. They I call them the Oreo cows because they're they're there's a stripe white stripe oh. down the middle and front and back is black. So I I get excited to go by the Oreo cows. So I, I take in the sights, and then you know, listening. What am I hearing? Um, uh, the the feel the, the the touch I'm feeling the wind on my face, um, the smells I'm taking in the smell of the countryside. It's so wonderful, except when I go by some of those cows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know I think about and then I have to laugh because I think the last one would be taste. Like well I get a lot of bugs in my mouth sometimes, Ooh. but you know if you focus on some of those things, it's just amazing. And you know, when I'm biking, it's hard. I'm going up hills, it's hot, it's humid, I'm going against wind. And when I'm focusing on those things, I kind of tend to forget about, gosh, this bike ride is really hard, you know? Um, So again, being mindful uh, and being in the moment, you know, being present present Mm -hmm. in just the fact that I've got strength to to get on this bike and do it, you know? And, And I feel wonderful. When I get back, you know, that's so that's a great description. That's really great. That's exactly what uh, we do. I don't ride bikes, but I do walk and uh, I I love looking to see, you know, what kinds of trees there are out there. All of the birds, all of the wildlife, Mm -hmm. um, what people are doing with their yards or, you know, what the neighbors are doing. If I see anybody who's just taking in that sunshine. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I store that sunshine up for December, mm-hmm. you know, when there's We need that vitamin D. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And 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 it does. It makes me feel it makes me feel better and when I practice that mindfulness of being present where I am, then I can let go of some of those petty things. Mm-hmm. That just kind of drag More around clear behind thinking. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. It's a it's a wonderful thing to do. Um, just taking a walk mm-hmm. and being present where you are and being grateful. I think uh, practicing gratitude really uh, helps you with dealing with loneliness. Mm-hmm. What are you grateful for? You know, when people start feeling sad and lonely, and they're it, it, that's a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And you can stop it by breathing, opening your mind, and saying, "Okay." Even in this worst time, what am I grateful for? And I did that myself uh, when we were going through this uh, issue at home that many, many, many people have have dealt with. You know, mm-hmm. a spouse who becomes critically ill and and life changes for you. Life mm-hmm. changes overnight, and your uh, you know your life isn't yours anymore. <clears throat> but I began to I would begin my day thinking about what I was grateful for. Even if it was only finding my car keys. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that can be huge some days. It, it can mm-hmm. be, especially, you know, when you're under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, that that um, I have a house to live in. I have a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. I have food that I can put on the table. 
I have clear running water, I have shoes, I have clothes. And then I started, you know, looking outside of myself and saying, and I'm grateful that Lisa called and I'm grateful that Barb stopped over and mm-hmm. I'm grateful that the neighbor guy came and said, I'll shovel your driveway. And mm-hmm. I'm grateful for all of these wonderful gifts and for the chance to have this extra time. Mm-hmm. So there were many, many things. And, and then the list go on and on. And mm-hmm. the longer I made the list, the happier I was, right. the better when I felt. When you start thinking about those things, it makes a big difference. I felt m- much less lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the uh, uh, points I used to make in, in, in speaking to caregiver groups is uh, be your own best friend. You know, be good with yourself. Take care of yourself. Be mm-hmm. gentle with yourself. And like you talk about your self-talk, mm-hmm. don't talk to yourself um, any differently than you would talk to a dear friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, show yourself how much you care about yourself. And just rejoice. I mean, we got this day, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got this gift. We got this magical time. Even difficult situations and, and uh, hard times Give us opportunities to grow right. and to learn. For sure. Mm-hmm. And enrich our life mm-hmm. further on. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a lot about um, loneliness and um, being lonely. So let's let's take a break, and we're going to come back and talk about social isolation a little bit. Okay? Okay. okay. I want to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, All Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Mobility challenges don't have to mean leaving the home that you love. All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions specializes in residential and commercial elevators, stairlifts, scooters, and more. The All-Star team offers a free home assessment, and they can help you find the products you need to get around your home and the rest of the world safely and effectively. For example, they have more than 100 scooters in stock, so you'll be sure to find one that meets your needs. You'll find All-Star right here in the Chippewa Valley on Halley Road in Chippewa Falls, and they've got locations in Hudson and La Crosse, too. Learn more by calling All Star at 715-598-7511 or by visiting allstarmobilityllc.com or allstarelevatorllc.com. Now, back to the podcast. So we're back with Moira talking about loneliness and social isolation and um, talked a lot about that loneliness factor, but let's talk about Social isolation now, because that is different, Moira, than feeling lonely or, or loneliness, right? Right, absolutely. And uh, for so many of us, um, this past 14, 15 months has just been really a crash course mm-hmm. in social isol- mm-hmm. isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first few months that we were all kind of confined to quarters because both my husband and I are retired, but we had been very active in church groups and singing groups and mm-hmm. organizations and support groups. And we did, uh, you know, outreach kinds of things. And all of, all those doors were closed. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself how difficult it must have been for many, many people who maybe weren't as, as involved or social mm-hmm. uh, as we were um, I know I spent the first two months of socialization, isolation, cleaning closets and dresser drawers. <laughs> so there was a purpose there. There were some good things about it, right? Well, it's going to end soon, yeah. right? This is going to be over soon. Mm-hmm. Life is going to go back to normal soon. No. Um, it's a day-by-day kind of process. 
So if you can't get out, uh, if you don't have access, there are many, many people out there who do not have access to social media, who do Mm -hmm. not have access to Internet or broadband service, or um, they have limited even maybe television, or Mm -hmm. they don't know how to use Mm -hmm. these um, technologies. Again, you're you're going back to being present where you are, being mindful, and how would you, how do you see yourself, um, and doing some inner reflecting. Uh, so many of the people that um, I interacted with before COVID happened, mm-hmm. I did a lot of you know caregiver groups. Uh, I would encourage them to to reflect on who they were and where they came from. And as we entered this this year of the plague, basically, I thought, I wonder if a hundred years from now people will read diaries mm-hmm. and letters and and journals and reflections and say, "Wow, how did they make it through this? Mm-hmm. Wow, what hard experiences these were." Mm-hmm. Um, so I encourage people always. Just to sit down and and just write just a little bit mm-hmm. or type or whatever mm-hmm. you know. And there's all kinds of excuses not to do this. You can't read my handwriting, or I can't do this. Or I, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. You can sit down and write something, even if it's two sentences. Mm-hmm. And from each day, what did you learn today? How was today different from the day before, mm-hmm. or the week before, or the month before? Where were you a year ago? Mm-hmm. What was happening a year ago? During this process with my husband, um, after he had his stroke, he he was unconscious for five days and then began this very, very slow, painful road Mm -hmm. to recovery. So I put a calendar up in his room, and every single day I wrote something on it that he accomplished Mm -hmm. that he couldn't do the day before. And this was months' worth of progress. And as he came back to space, time and space, Mm -hmm. came Mm -hmm. out of the rabbit hole, I said. Um, He looked at this chart, and he said, I don't remember any of this. But, you know, I thought about it for myself. Do you remember what you were doing a year ago today or a year and a half ago today? Do you remember how you felt Mm -hmm. and what was going on? Uh, Do you remember the progress that we have made Mm -hmm. in this time? Of, of dealing with life and making sure that life goes on and that it's a productive, useful, effective, compassionate, caring life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And how did you do it? Right. How did you do it? So I encourage people, you know, who are socially isolated or feeling that way, to just write some of their thoughts down or put them in a tape recorder or however you want to do it. Um, that would be one thing. Uh, another is, again, do some kind of exercise mm-hmm. because when you're – when you make your your heart healthy, your the rest of you gets healthier to mm-hmm. make your brain healthy. Right, uh, right, yeah. Yep. Uh, it it's a it's a wonderful blessing. Um, consider where you are and where you're going. What what do you what do you want to be remembered for? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what are some of your favorite memories? Um, was tell stories. We all love to listen to storytellers. Mm-hmm. Especially younger people, they love to hear the stories. I, um, I was telling my granddaughter, she was like 14 or something at the time. She's 22 now. And, and I was telling her about 
going out with my girlfriends in the car for the first time and being out in the country and having a flat tire and none of us knew how to change the tire and <laughs> what were we going to do? And she looked at me and she tipped her head sideways. She said, Grandma, why didn't you just call somebody on your cell phone? Oh, right. And I said, well, honey, there were no cell phones. And she said, why not? How did you ever live? <laughs> ah, you mean, ah, well, what did you do? And I said, well, we figured it out ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. So they can't, the kids 100 years from now or 50 years cannot conceive Mm-mm. of what life was like when we lived it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You know, it's a wonderful thing, I mm-hmm. guess. And and it's, you know, there's a lot of stories. Yeah. There are lots Everybody of stories. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Right. And your story is good and it's valuable. Um, if you cannot um, get... You know, people couldn't get out and drive or they couldn't go anyplace. Mm-hmm. Nothing was open. Mm-hmm. I encouraged the people that I was uh, working with and dealing with. They said, you know, if you can drive, just go park in front of your friend's house. Roll down the window and wave mm-hmm. or park in the driveway and have a sidewalk chat mm-hmm. or or just wave or call people. We all know how to use the telephone mm-hmm. mostly. Mm-hmm. Call somebody up that you say to yourself, oh. You know, I should have called Luann. I've been thinking about mm-hmm. her, and then you never do. Mm-hmm. Write a letter. Oh my goodness, with a stamp, you know, um, and put it in the mailbox. And speaking of mailboxes, I put a note in the mailbox for my mail carrier. Oh sure, my mail ma'am. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and put a you know a bottle of water out there and an energy bar. And, she sent me a note back. Mm-hmm. What was the most awesome thing? She mm-hmm. said, thank you. I really needed this. You made my day. You have no idea how your smile, right. your kind word mm-hmm. can affect mm-hmm. other people. Person. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Moira, let's finish up by um, maybe just sharing some resources or some resource ideas. I know at the Aging and Disability Resource Center, we do have a volunteer program where people can call and be put on a list where we have volunteers that will call you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so if you're if you're feeling lonesome or not able to get out, um, you, you can certainly be called and have some conversations. So that's that's one thing that we that we do. And I wonder too if there if the churches have different programs like that as well that they try to reach out to folks that don't have the transportation to get right. places. I think a lot of churches number one well have. Uh, outreach programs where mm-hmm. they will call someone or send a card or uh, have a drop-in visit if you're open to that. Almost all of the churches in the area that I'm familiar with, whatever denomination, do some kind of outreach mm-hmm. um, for what what they call shut-ins. Mm-hmm. And it, if if it's not a visit, you know, if you're not comfortable with that or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is a phone call mm-hmm. or it's a card or it's a regular contact. Um, I have a friend who does outreach for one of the churches in town, but she took it upon herself to send a message of the day. She has an email list, and she sends a thought of the day to, like, I don't know, 300 people oh. every mor- every single morning. And mm-hmm. I got to where, you know, I look for that. Or there are um, sites uh, on, on the Internet with the thought for the day mm-hmm. or the reflection for the day or the meditation for the day or... Mm-hmm. Just there's so many things out there, so mm-hmm. many resources that are available. Our community is really, really good about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Really good. 
And I think, you know, neighbors, mm-hmm. you know, if you know a neighbor that is not able to get out or is older and maybe has some type of a disability yeah. to to reach out to them, you know, like you said, maybe leave a, a note or a, yep. a candy bar or, or just, you know, what would make that person feel comfortable and not feel so alone? It, it It's amazing. Just a smile. Uh, all of our neighbors have been so wonderful. They're such kind people. They would send cards or if they didn't know, you know, how mm-hmm. to how to get in touch or whatever. Just stop and wave, mm-hmm. you know, when you're outside in the yard or leave a little offering on the step cookies from, you know, so-and-so. Uh, and, and it was really nice. But one of the interesting things was my next-door neighbor is on a um, ball team for one of the local high schools. And they were looking for people to do service for old people, mm-hmm. old people. Right? <laughs> and so I get a call from the neighbor saying, I hope it's okay uh, but I, I used your name, and they're looking for elderly people who couldn't do stuff to have yard work done. And so um, is it okay if I gave them your name? And I said, I guess. Um, I remember, Too late now. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing that with my church youth group, mm-hmm. you know, looking for old people who needed help. Mm-hmm. Well, they came over, and they raked my lawn, and they mowed it, and they mm-hmm. mulched, and they did mm-hmm. all And what a wonderful thing, you know. Mm-hmm. If I was feeling bad, all I had to do was think about that for the next yeah. month yep. and feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, encourage, reach out to your church or a church in the community or uh, organizations. There's so many people out mm-hmm. there that would like to help you. Right. And the, the, you said an important word, and that word is reach out um, because there there are resources out there. Um, so do, you know, contact the ADRC, contact your church if you have access to the internet, there's a lot of great things on the internet as well. Also, if you know someone who needs something done, reach out for them. Mm-hmm. You know, right. And and say, I will go with you, or I will help mm-hmm. you do this, or uh, because some people are are afraid, or when they talk to themselves in their mm-hmm. heads, they mm-hmm. don't think they're worthy. It's nasty voices. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, be be aware. You may be the person that you know changes their life. Right, right. Well, thank you so much for this conversation today. I know we could probably keep going and uh, because it is an important topic and uh, we want people to hear this and know that you're not alone, that there are people out there to help. And uh, we're just glad that you're be able to join us today, Moira. Thank you. It's my pleasure again. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you do, Lisa. It's great. Thank you. This is Tom from Volume 1. Thanks again to Lisa and to her guest. And thanks to you for joining us for the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. Volume 1 presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County. And it's all made possible by Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator in Mobility Solutions. Learn more about this and our other podcasts at volume1.org.